Last time on Tales of Moterra. Will had finished translating the necromancy notes. Um, we worked out that there was a third location that uh, possible um, body assembly activities were happening in. Also, uh, Will had a realization that um, the matriarch, Rita, is well older than the normal elven lifespan. So that makes it even more likely that the entire family's in on the thing, which is not great. Um, in terms of doing further research to try and find location C, um, Will summoned an owl in place of Sheila. Uh, this owl called Thea is um, helping out with some scrying activities so we can see if there's any mysterious shipments, say, being moved from their main base to somewhere else around town. Meanwhile, um, Saoirse and Hal were going to go have a look at the city records to see um, what what places the Stendals own around town, outside the city, etc, etc, to get an idea of where we might look. Now, the scrying hasn't been very successful, but the city records was, we've got some information there, and thus everyone's reconvened at the Yearning Moose to continue their investigation. We also got Fran Japan a promotion. We did. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, it's very important. Gotta look out for the fellow, fellow tabakis out there. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Even if Rob or Jerry wasn't there at the moment. Yeah, you were there in spirit. I somehow missed out my notes, so I'm gonna put that in. Also, my cough is gone, so I'm happier to talk more. Hooray! Cool. I don't know where we're starting from, but may- maybe it's a good point in time for Will to snap out of. Looking through Fia's eyes, and that that would make sense. Yeah, I, I think we stopped right as How and Sasha got back. Yeah, yeah. And Rob and Jerry stayed with Will the entire time for protection. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was just about nothing. Um, I'm gonna snap Fia back to me and send her to go sit on the roof of the building so that she's not around when Sasha's in the room. Will then says. I think I think might have more success at night because that's when they're more likely to be transporting more dodgy stuff. I saw a whole lot of nothing, so unless there's some other places we should be looking at. Perhaps you're right, but it's difficult to keep track of everything. Surely there's some other, a better way to do this. Do you have do you have any other divination spells? Surely. What do I have? Um, most of my things. In terms of, I don't really have a lot of long-range divination stuff other than looking through the eyes of my familiar. A lot of my spells are designed for up-close use. Things like detect magic, identify, comprehend languages. I Being there in person would make it a lot easier for me to, to look at sort of stuff they've got there, but that does kind of require breaking in again. And also would be much more likely to get caught. Exactly. We do want to be careful. Yeah. Dilemmas, dilemmas. 
Okay, so uh, to pick up what Liz just put in the chat, um, the fort's a long way away. The, man the menagerie's a lot closer, and there was evidence of them chopping up animals. So. Also, you'll be pleased to note that our jaunt to the Hall of Records was quite successful. Well, that's great. What did you find? Well, we did confirm that the Stendals do in fact own the menagerie, as well as a section of the lake itself, seemingly. Um, and as besides Castle Canteen, they have several other buildings around Puerno, listed here, uh, and several holdings in both Brechin and the Opside, which brings to mind some interesting thoughts for me. Oh. Well, you know how we've been somewhat struggling for funding. Mm -hmm. Go on. Well, I've had what I must say is quite a compelling idea. I am relatively good at calligraphy and, you know, having been in close confines with official documents about the ownership of obside areas, obside areas that, of course, nobody would ever visit. I believe myself quite capable of being able to, well, create such documentation myself. A little bit of light forgery? Oh, just the smallest bit, you know. All in the name of making a little bit of money and making that money go further. What do you think? Okay, so is the plan forge some documents so that are like deeds to land on the upside and sell them for lots of money? That's exactly the plan. Hmm. It's a good plan. I can't see how it could possibly go wrong. No one can hardly go to the upside and check. We could sell the same piece of land to ten different people and they'd never know. Now that is a demonic scheme. Hmm. I prefer the phrase aberrant. If you want some extra accuracy, I can have a look and see if there's any maps of the upside to determine sort of where is already sort of in the process of being mined slash where is prime real estate if that helps yes i'm not thinking that you know we go for the primest prime that sounds like a quick way to get found out but oh yeah yeah and we're and we're selling it as a bit of a discount because obviously this isn't this isn't the greatest real estate but it's useful to somebody precisely yes Perhaps mining got a little bit expensive, but there's still some good metal in there. Yeah. We'd have to be careful about who we tried to sell who we tried to sell these to. Um someone with with some cash to spare, because these are not things which sell for tiny amounts of money, but like maybe someone less experienced in the business, perhaps. Well, precisely. And the other thing with that is, you hit the nail right on the head there. I'm not quite sure how much they sell for, but surely they sell for large enough amounts that we don't need to do that many sales. Uh, oh, great and glorious DM. Have I ever encountered anything about upside mines? History check. check. Uh -huh. Time to finally pull out the dice tray and use it. Here's d20. Uh -huh. Make sure it's flat. That is a 13. Um, I think he would have come across the general concept um, enough to know that areas that are claimed are generally given just a number 
um, recorded in the official documents of the Decumbrate, who are in charge of the Sabrinoids whole mining because that's their government. Um, I don't think you would know beyond that with a 13. Um, I, I have heard that the Sabrinoids keep track of all land ownerships of mines and just anything on the offside, seeing how the Sabrinoids are the most common, the only race that ventures there often, living on the uh, islands out there after all. Also, official mines and on the upside are only given a number. Do not try to give it a fancy name. No, I saw that in the uh, documents I saw of the Stendals, which was perhaps another approach. I could simply replicate the Stendals deeds and sell those. Cause problems on purpose. Ooh, now there's an idea. Um, I think it's worth us maybe doing a little more research to see how much these normally sell for. If we ask for a value that's too outrageous in either direction, then that's likely to make the entire thing fall apart. For sure, for sure, yes. Uh, was there any inkling of how much it would have been worth on the deed itself, O oh Great and Glorious DM? Um, not on the deeds themselves, uh, but I, I should tell you that their claim numbers were 73 through 77. Nice, thank you. Okay. If you're not opposed to the more unsavory types uh, in town buying it, I could perhaps find a willing buyer. Yes, I think setting up a deal would be a key part of this. Um, I'm more than happy to have any conversations necessary to try and smooth things over. I, if I say so myself, can get quite good at being in a row. Yeah, I think I think whoever does the trade needs to be um, in disguise and as inconspicuous as possible, because if they figure out that we've given them a bad deed for a lot of money, we might want them to not be able to track us. That may end kind of bad. Yes, I imagine people would be upset when they, if we scam them. Just a little. Question, Will. Um, you disguised yourself as a tabaxi when we went to the castle. Is there a way you could do that to me? You're already a tabaxi, Beans. I mean, disguise myself as a different race. Oh. Um, unfortunately, that particular spell is limited to myself. I am trying to do some research because I think there is a version which you can use on other people, but that is very much work in progress. Um, it may take me a little time to actually get that. Ah, uh, yes. Out of character. Not a spell currently in my spell book, but uh, wait till I love love. <laughs> See what <can> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Robert Jerry sighs and... Uh, I've, I never dabbled in illusion magic myself. It seemed useless. There's, it's not tangible, it's just fancy tricks. Well, if we don't have the magic, then the old-fashioned way can do. I do have this, well, rather cavernous bag of makeup. Yeah, I will say, though, makeup's going to have a limit when you've got um, fur. fur to deal with. Beans is covered in fur, I don't think makeup will work very well. And you're not shaving me. Yeah, no, no. Absolutely not. 
I'll put the scissors back in the bag. I I don't think that would help anyway. You would just look like a like a shaved cat rather than yeah. yourself. It's not worth it. I'm sure I could make a shaved cat look like a goblin or something similar. There are plenty of myths that describe them. No. Uncle Jerry hisses at her how. M- maybe let's just not talk about the shaving. <sighs> Perhaps I can just go robed, hooded. If, in case of emergency, dye my hair for a different pattern. I was going to say, could you just make yourself a different colour? In fact, we do know a tabaxi who happens to work at the Hall of Records. I'm not trying to sell to the Hall of Records. I'm I'm trying. Uh, I'm hoping to find someone outside of the law, if you know what I mean. Oh, of mm. course. I'm simply saying that it could be a good disguise for you to become Frangipan. You would have perfect access to the deeds. I don't think we want to ruin... Japan's promotion so quickly. Betray my own kind? How dare you? And we just got them a promotion. I don't think we want to ruin it. Yeah, I don't think it's wise to throw someone else recognisable under the bus. I think it would be easier if it was someone who doesn't really exist because that's going to make it a lot easier for them to not come up with any leads at all. Yes, I would not want to saddle someone else with my past mistakes or past decisions rather i'm simply saying in general when being hunted it's better to lay a false trail than leave no trail behind if there is a determined hunter we can set something up but we can leave a false fur trail behind for sure but i don't want to pin it on someone else i perhaps another perhaps another option is good i'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure any of you speak the tongue. Uh, which tongue? If you don't know what the tongue means, you don't speak it. Um, I guess not. No. If if, if you mean tabaxi, then no. No, not tabaxi. I I picked it up among the vagabonds, thieves, the tra- the travelers, and the unwanted by society. It's a code we speak. Okay. So, um, if not me in disguise, because I would be too recognizable. What are we going to do if we want to sell to yeah, backdoor businesses? Well, I can disguise myself using magic. Um, How, of course, has a variety of makeup. I think it would be wise if we're doing such a transaction to limit it to um those two to us to making the actual transaction but that doesn't stop the two of you for, from hiding around a corner out of sight or something that way if things go south we'd have backup but I think if we're going to do something like this it doesn't necessarily need all four of us in there no and two of us are rather conspicuous exactly my point I have the ability to disguise myself. I don't have the ability to, to disguise all three of us who would stand out. So Are we splitting the party again? Only a mild bit. I hope not. Oh boy. Just a little bit. Only a tiny bit. It's only bad if we all die. Right? Listen, I have a rough idea for another character. No. 
Should it be necessary? I don't want to lose this lore, please. Although, if you think about it, if 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 only two people are going into the danger, then at least half the party will survive. I mean, like, so what? What I was suggesting is that the two of us are what's visible to the other party that we're trying to do this deal with, but Rumble Jerry and Sorsha are somewhere nearby slash around a corner slash up on a roof or something so that they can intervene quickly if things go south. That could work. Yeah. So you have in how forward some documents. Where where are you going to find potential customers? That sounds like a Will and Rumple Jerry problem. <laughs> yes, very much so. Yeah. From my perspective. Rumple uh, Jerry turns to Hal. Um do you know of do you have? Do you know of any taverns or bars or inns with a seedy reputation, where you know the gods don't look, and you know there's trouble? I certainly know them elsewhere. No great and glorious DM. Do I know any in Puerno? I'm not sure because you haven't been in Puerno that long. No, and I've kind of been in the library. And you were mostly in hiding. Um, I'm going to say give me a history roll. See if you'd, like, overheard anything. Well, we've got a nat 20 for a 25 for the first roll of the day. Spectacular. Give me the secret crimes. Where are the crimes, Liz? <laughs> there, there is one inn which is known for fences right on the edge of the slums. It's called the Cranky Crow. Known for what? Fences, people who sell stolen goods. Oh, I haven't heard that word before. Now, I'm not sure if it'll be too shady for our needs, but at least it might start us on the chain. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I'll probably try and disguise myself as more of a martial type, and then, like, if they do try anything, me, me whacking out a spell or two is really going to take them by surprise somewhat. Oh, for sure. But I'll disguise myself when we're a bit closer to there, if that makes sense. Yes, I'll just get a... I'll see if I can get a cloak with a big hood, I guess. Yeah. I can have a look around. Wait, do I already have... I don't have one yet, right? I forgot. I would... If you have travelling clothes, I would say that it would probably come under that. Yeah, I do have traveller's clothes, yeah. Okay, I, I already have one. Because that's, that's just the quintessential travelling garb, isn't it? Just a big cloak with a big hood. That's how you meet dramatically in a tavern, by sitting in the corner, brooding in silence with a cloak over your face. Exactly. Gotta pull an Aragon, yeah. It'd just be silly otherwise. <laughs> hey, how? What's our backstory gonna be? I thought you were the smart one. I'm just here to make the documents. Oh, you want me to come up with something? Okay. Um... I'm, I'm happy to help and whatever, but I, I don't want to limit your creativity. Well, um, maybe perhaps... Well, uh, are we are we high class or low class? I think we should be reasonably high class, given, like, I mean, maybe we're down on our luck. That's why we've got these mines, but we can't afford to have them anymore, and we're in desperate need of money, which is why we're trying to sell these. And it would be terribly gauche for a noble to speak to another about their lack of money, surely? Oh, yes. Absolutely. Isn't that right, Isabella? Oh, absolutely. I do say, you don't want to be too low class, because you might not get in the right circles. You need to look like you have a bit of money, mm -hmm. though a bit desperation is also good, because they'll know you want the money. 
If we look too rich, they won't. They might not talk to us. If we look too rich, they might try to undercut us. Though they'll probably undercut us anyways. Or rob us. I know. Um, perhaps I'm say a human merchant who's like I. I can use magic to make myself look at least like rich, but or sort middling class merchant sort of thing. But sort of down on my luck, little scruffed up. Yes. Perhaps fancy clothes, but a bit worn out. Like you haven't gotten new ones in a while. Yeah. And then that could be a good sort of way to kind of, like, because then, like, you're probably there sort of helping, helping me find places to sell. And how? Yes. That gives us sort of something to work with backstory-wise. Makes sense to me. Okay, cool. Now, last question before I start practicing making some of these documents. Are we going to sell the Stendhal's land, or are we going for somewhere else? I say screw with the Stendhal's a bit. Marvellous. Let's screw them over. They've disrupted the balance, they've got this upon ourselves. And if we are the ones who have to restore balance, then so be it. Sounds good. So they're assholes. Yeah, I was going to start practicing... uh making some documents then, I guess. Cool. And I believe we said because you have two different um, beats, speeches, mm-hmm. that make it easier for you to forge things that you can just forge things. Yep. It is what she is good at. While she's doing that, I'm going to go down the library and try and... Um, how can I look up what these sort of deeds normally sell for? That is not information that would be in a public library. Where, where and from whom can I obtain this information? Um, it would mostly be in the accounts of the people who've bought and sold them. Ah. Hey, do I remember any similar transactions from, like, sort of the stuff I was rifling through in Hilt's study? Was there any similar transactions? Give me an intelligence check with disadvantage to see if you remember it from your quick rifling. Okie doke. Because, yeah, uh, that really wasn't a priority when I was originally looking, but now I think about it. What we got? So I've got a plus three for intelligence, so let's see what we've got. Uh, That's a nine! (laughs) I I don't think you're sure then. Ah. Okay. Like you say, it wasn't exactly what you were looking for at the time. Yeah. Like, if I, if I did see something, it was like, a, like, move that out of the way to look for something about necromancy. I guess. Fuck. Um, well, I guess, I guess I'll just play a poor clueless merchant with no clue about um, exchange rates. We'll see what deal they give us. We'll just haggle a bit. Yeah, that makes sense. Besides, we are kind of desperate for money. Yes, that's true. If you say so. If you do say so, I'm down to four gold, which isn't very much at all. I have less than a gold, and I owe real three. Yep. Oh, that that's not good. If we can pull this off, we might have significantly more than that, so let's see how we do. Yes, but we might also be, get in danger. This can... I I'm pointing it now. This can come back to bite us in the ass. Only if they figure out it was us. Yes. But that's 
You can never, never be sure. That option is always on the table. If you have any other ideas of making significant amounts of money, then I'm all ears and willing to help, but this was just something I thought of while in the Hall of Records. Let's wait with full-out robbery. This is, this is good for now. I'm just saying, as everything in this life is balanced, with every action can come a consequence. Yep, very much case. Consequences be damned. I'm quite excited to f- screw with the stendals. Deserve it. Sometimes we are the consequences, indeed. When would you have those documents ready, How? Well, if you want them perfect, then probably a week or more, but I'll have something ready for tomorrow. I, I'd be careful. They would check those documents for authenticity, and they would not like being scammed. Oh, no, no, no. I'm good enough to make sure they won't know. However, we should get things done by tomorrow. Yes. It will be... Good for the bargaining that we will do. Are there any stamps or anything on the documents that we're copying from? They they would have the seals of the seller and the buyer, yeah. So well, 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 would that mean we'd need to make our own seal to like make it look legit? Um, I mean, I can I can make a fake seal very easily. Um, I I snap my fingers because like. Um, Minor conjuration, I can use my action to conjure up an inanimate object in your hand. Um, no larger than three feet on the side, no more than ten pounds. So I can conjure up a fake seal with a fake sort of stamp on it. Well, we don't need a random stamp, but I can perfectly replicate the Stendhal's seal. That is well within my talent. Yes, but you we're not the Stendhal's. We supposedly bought it from the Standals, though. Exactly. So we need we need the Stendhal stamp as well. Well, I can create the Stendhal stamp, and I can create a completely different stamp as my supposed stamp to be like, sort of, oh yes, we bought these from the Standals. Does anyone have a potato and some paint? <laughs> I yes, and I would prefer not using my family's insignia for this. So fictional is better. Yeah, so I can create a completely different one that it doesn't link to anyone. Except if we're selling it as a fictional noble family, then that's very easy to discover. Um, I mean, I didn't say I was a noble. Does it have to be noble or does it have to just be rich? Because I'm pretty sure there is a difference. Yes. Weren't you going for an air of nobility? Not necessarily. I could just be a merchant who was previously somewhat richer and... Maybe a ship or two sunk. It happens. Again, things that I'm sure are more easily found out than we would perhaps like. I think there needs to be a grain of truth in this. It only needs to hold up long enough for us to get away. Like, are they going to look into sort of this fake fictional company and stuff? Most likely. Are they going to look into it so sort of if we're too much if we're, like, selling it immediately to them? No, because I want to have time. I will make sure to pressure them for the time. Would it make it easier if we pretended to be merchants from a different continent? Well, I was, I was going to disguise myself as human. That's a different continent? Yes. Absolutely, yes. Same one the orcs are on. And I have thought of a way that might help two of our problems. One surefire way of getting people to bid on something is to make that something hot. Perhaps 
Chaucer and Trump, uh, Isabella, you could be alternate buyers. This gives credence to the sale. And how, well, how would that heat up the document? By <laughs> making it appear desirable. What does that have to do with his temperature? It's a metaphor. It's just a figure of speech. Oh, I don't think it translates well. No, it doesn't. Something, something, get the cakes while they're hot. Regardless, an idea. I'm sorry, I'll go back to my writing. Okay. I mean, it could work. I just didn't understand the thing. But it could work. Perhaps we don't have to actually show an alternate buyer. We could just say that if they don't take it, we can find others. Yeah, that was what I was going to go for. I mean, like, to be honest, um, I don't think I don't think it's worth getting sort of your faces on their radar, if that makes sense. And also, if they're not willing to go higher than what we suggest, then we've lost our chance. Yeah, I mean, it, de- it depends sort of what they're willing to trade for. I mean, to be honest, like, sort of, I, I think, like, sort of, we'd be willing to kind of sell it to the discount anyway, because we're sort of that. I, I mean, like, sort of, the, the tale is that um, I'm a human merchant who's down on his luck and needs to get enough money to get a ship back home and sort of maybe pay off some debts to sort of save his save his estate or something. You know. Yeah. Real sob story. Oh we'll see how it goes. We'll just make it up as we go along. Yeah. But if you looked hurt, slightly pathetic. Oh it's I'm definitely aiming for slightly pathetic. Like that's definitely within the aesthetic. Out of character. We've been planning this for nearly an hour now, or like nearly 40 minutes. That's the ND. Side quest. <laughs> we did this with the arson too. We really spent half an episode on this. Yep. We really did. Ap- apologies to anyone who doesn't like planning. Sorry, Mario, for this interruption, I guess. For the interrupting to the, to the planning. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry at all. Valid. You know, it's important to have your scheme so that I can't mess it up for you. I'm like a genie. You really are. More importantly, it's more important to tell Liz our scheme so they can mess it up better. Yep. Test the mood. I am genuinely going to improvise this, though. I do improv so much. Um. So these documents are going to take until tomorrow to forge, right? Yes, I'll have some practice ones done this evening, but the real ones I'll do overnight and let them dry by morning. Okay, okay. Um, shall I perhaps do a little, try and do a little more surveillance then? Maybe this time not at the fort, but maybe at the menagerie, since that's a bit closer? What do people think? I think it's a good idea, if we're waiting anyways. I would also say two things. First of all, the menagerie seems of the other buildings they own in the area, the most likely candidate uh, beyond the Castell itself. And secondly, we know that they're already moving things in and out of the menagerie as they move their new animals. So there is a lot of activity to be witnessed. That's true. Go have a watch then. Okay. Um, Fia's still sitting on the roof, so send her mental instructions as to this to fly to the menagerie, find a nice good view spot on the roof and watch the comings and goings. And I'll watch through her eyes once she's there. Uh, Give me a perception roll for Thea. 
Okay. Good thing I already had owl stats open today. Hoot hoot. My favorite website, owlstats.com. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it was. It's not. It's roll roll twenties, D and D five e. What the, what can an owl do? Sort of page. Okay, and I have advantage on perception checks that rely on hearing or sight. Which this is this is sight. So let's see how we go. Okay, so that's a nineteen plus one. No, plus three is twenty two. Much better than last time. Okay. So through Thea's eyes for the next few hours, you see a couple of boats uh, come in to the menagerie across the lake. There seems to be... um, Have you ever seen Traitor's Gate at the Tower of London? Oh, yes, yes. I went to the Tower of London earlier this year, actually. It's kind of like that. It's like a half-submerged portcullis that lets boats in. That's how the boats are getting into the menagerie with various... Large square things under blankets. A couple of boats go in with large square things. A couple of boats come out without them. There's a vague sound. Because obviously you're not getting too close, I assume. Staying on the roof, out of sight. Mm-hmm. Um, you can hear the sounds of various... It sounds like large predatory animals, a lot of roaring and grunting and things wonderful um certainly something to look out for if we ever decide to visit really really don't anticipate those being a problem and i think with the 23 you also see arriving 22 sorry you also see arriving by road a carriage out of which steps a single figure who quickly can I see who? I don't think you can at a distance. You're welcome to try and get closer. Yeah, sure, because they haven't seen the owl before, so to be honest, it's not going to matter too much, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, getting closer, it looks like um, one of the younger elves. I don't think you, you managed to establish which one was which, but it's either uh, Tilda or Sigrun who very quickly vanishes into the the nearest building. Okay. Cool. Okay. That's some good spying works. Okay, so given... Given they've got some of the younger ones visiting, uh, does does this look like the person I saw previously in the basement of the guard station? Um, It is the one of the two that bears the stronger resemblance, yes. Okay, so that's possibly the same person, which kind, which kind of implies this is more likely to be location C. Okay, I'm wondering, how do people feel about a little bit of breaking and entering this evening? Perhaps while Hal's various bits of forgery are drying? Would Hal be joining us? Hopefully, we'll do this in the gap. Yes, if you bear with me for a short while whilst I... Finish, finish these documents. Yeah, absolutely. Take your time. Dead of night is a cliche time for breaking and entering, but that's for a reason. I say let's do it. Sometimes cliches exist because they make sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I. It was not criticism. It works. Yep. If it ain't broke, 
don't fix it. I guess the other three of us should try and get some rest then. Um, I, I, sh- I should find some darker clothes. That's also a good idea. Um, oh boy, what's the dark colour knitwear I've got? <laughs> I don't own anything that isn't yellow or orange. Well, um, hang on, where's that, where's that chart of how tall we are? Sasha's second tallest, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, is, is he much taller than Will? I'm trying to work out. Uh, it's in somewhere. It might be in the fan server. It probably is. Oh boy, this is why I searched through all the all the things. No, wait, wait, we put it on the Mortara Tumblr. Didn't we? Hey, everyone, here's a plug. Go, go find our Tumblr. I found it. You found it. Yes. Amazing. I've just resent. I've just replied to it, so you can click. Yeah. Go to attachment. Amazing. Okay, yeah, you're not too much bigger. There's no, there's no knitwear will stretch. Um. If you're fine with, like, a darker cardigan, might help cover some of it. Oh, thank you. No problems. What colour are Sasha's goat legs? Dark brown. So we don't have to cover those up, at least. No. Yeah, that's not a problem. And, and like, Sasha only really wears the skirt because it looks nice. So just, if Sasha just takes off their dress and he puts the jumper on, they're good. Cool, cool. Question about how we're, like, Tides of Chaos, I know you, you, the DM, Liz, can call upon a wild magic roll anytime after I've called upon that, but before I take a long rest. Are you going to hold it over my head? Are you going to do it immediately? Thing is, I know that it does say you can do it, it can be like any point, uh, but it always makes the most sense to me for it to be when you do it. Yeah. Because that's what it would be mechanically, if that makes sense. Yeah, just good to know, because, like, I need to f- stop forgetting I have this, and Rampage would not use it often, you know, scared of her wild magic, but in desperate times, call for desperate measures. Yeah, I think, I think because the way that makes the most sense in my head is just you use it, and then as soon as you cast your next spell, it happens. Oh, as soon as I cast my next spell, not, like, when I do, like, the advantage roll. Yeah, because I, th- I think I picture it as the magic kind of building up. Yeah. So that when, you th- when you then use it, it kind of zaps out. Okay, yeah, got it. Would that reset the wild magic timer? I'm going to say yes. Got it. Because again, it's releasing that built up thing, if that makes sense to everyone. Yeah. Also, just for reference, I've left, I've probably brought Fia back, so she's back to sitting on the roof of the enemies. Out. Cool. If it's a few hours later then and we're almost ready to go out, I think Hal is going to uh, get dressed and mechanically take off her armor if you're going cat burgling. Rumble Jerry is going to like approach Hal uh, when she sees that he's done with the fortress. Say, um, I know you're not very stealthy when you wear your armor. Would it would it be too much for you to go a night without the armor? I like to imagine you saying this right after she's taken it off. I was literally <laughs> about to say, "Yeah, my darling Isabella, I'm not wearing any armor." Oh, oh, that's good. Okay, good, good. Uh, and she gives a twirl, and she's actually wearing a quite fine, uh, sort of midnight blue, almost black dress that looks quite nice. But when she spins, like the the skirt part of it comes up, and you can see like underneath there's like a tight bodysuit. Uh, and she is equipped to go cat burgling. Amazing. Amazing. Lovely. So Sasha's just very wide-eyed and just 
I love it. Rumble Jerry does not have any special special burgling clothes, but she would like uh she would have arranged like her darkest fur on top. So if she had like any fox or so, so would be left behind in at the inn and wolf belt, anything that's irregular patches. Okay, that makes more sense than what I was about to think, which is strategic combing of the calico. <laughs> that's what I was no, about no, to think no, too. No. Just like <laughs> Just use other animals' na- uh, natural stealth. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing my second darkest cardigan. I get my dog swan to Sorsha. Well, that's smart. That's good. That's very kind of you. Okay, let- let's go burgling. Let's go. I imagine strategic combing of the of the like body fur would be very uncomfortable because of how it lies. Mm. It'd be like just little bits all over your body where someone's stroked you backwards. Honestly, I... I don't mind. My fur gets scuffed up and it's... I do groom myself, but it gets scuffed up. I don't... It's just part of life. When you're covered in fur. So, my number one question before this burglary is how are you getting across the lake? Do we have access to a boat? To a small boat? Mm-hmm. They have little rowing boats. I mean, <laughs> swan pedalos. Swan pedalo, yeah. That's where my head went. There are rowing boats that people own and use for their jobs. Are there ferries across the lake? Are there any um, small boats which seem unattended at this late hour? There would be, yes. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Um, I mean, I, th- I think perhaps at this point borrowing might be our way to go. We're already breaking and entering. What's another crime? What's another crime? We are going to return them as long as as long as we're back before before dawn. Oh, of course. It's still a crime, though. Well, what if you leave one of your nice coins there? I mean, I don't think they'll appreciate that. But, but if we're but if we're leaving a coin and we've returned it, then we've paid them for to, for borrowing it, and and they get a nice coin. Uh we could leave the coin on the boat, but that's a pr- problem for later. Yeah, let's sort this when we get back. Okay. Uh, Rumpa Jerry is going to like busy herself with the ropes and uh, trying to untie the boat from the docks because I assume it's tied to like one of those dock pole things. Yeah, it's on like a mooring ring. That's the word. Which is a fun thing to say. Yeah, I'll help out um, untying stuff and getting us ready to set off. You you should worry about finding the oars and getting everyone in. Don't worry. If you got it, sure. Um. Locate oars. Make sure I'm ready to. Make sure I'm ready to go. Um, set myself up ready to row. Cause like, let let's be honest. I'm I'm the person who's probably going to be good at rowing at this point. Got the strength for it. I'm assuming none of us have proficiency with water vehicles. I was gonna I was gonna say yeah. yeah no. <laughs> uh, mm, no. I can't say I have. No. That would be labeled on our tools, right? Um, tools and vehicle proficiencies, I think, go together, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, then I, de- then I have zero vehicle proficiencies. Same. Yep, great time to learn how to row a boat. Um, middle of the night with no supervision. <laughs> well, well, I mean, not having proficiency doesn't mean that you don't know how. You're just not, um, you're just not amazing at it. Yeah, you're just not trained. You're just kind of meh. You're just kind of meh. Yeah, I mean, the, like, sort of point, um, point... Point oars one to each side and yeah. use it to sort of push the water out of ways. I've been on I've been on plenty of boat before. I've seen how the sailors there do it. I 
I can give it a shot. Um, I'm pretty strong, so just, um, if you want to stare, I'll row. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Are we taking one boat? Would we all fit in one boat? One boat should be big enough. I think we can find one boat that would fit in. You, you would just about fit, yeah. Yeah, just because I'm assuming that they're, like, halfling gnome boats. Yeah, so we find a slightly bigger boat that will accommodate three mediums and one small, as it were. Yes, and mediums on the large side, I must say. Mm-hmm. Three large mediums and a small. A fairly small small. Mm-hmm. Will, give me a stealth roll to see how well you can silently row your way. Stealth? Okay. I mean, I assume you're trying to row sneakily. Don't be suspicious. Don't, Don't be, be suspicious. suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Can I aid in any way? Um, Like, can I give the help action? And is there, like, a way for me to, like, do that in story? I guess if you took the other oar, and then you were, you were both doing it? Yeah, seems fair. Yeah, sure. Would that make it easier or more difficult? Because like, well, it, it it would mean each of them could on could focus on what just one of the oars being quiet. But I will say it'll take slightly longer to get across, I, and you'd have to be in time. Yes. Yeah, which is why it would take longer. Can how take one of her jumpers uh, and start wrapping it around the oar, and then look around to see if there's any fabric for the rest. You just get it soaked. Yeah, I don't think um, the uh, end that we're holding is the problem. The problem is it going in and out of the water. No, it's it's the oar end. She's wrapping it around. Robo Jerry's like gonna try to keep when the oar's out of water. Keep try to keep it close to the surface so it's not far, going far to back go back in. I don't think that would like muffle the sound particularly. How does it know that? <laughs> He's not smart. Because the sound's not coming from that end. It's coming from the big end going in and out of the water. Yeah. You know the thing of like having a drum to keep the rhythm of it? We're not doing that, no. Would that work with just toots on the pan flute? That would help with stealth, I'm sure. (laughs) I'm sure that would help with stealth. Let's not. It's a good pan impression, I've got to say. Wait, I'm going to stealth. Mia, you also rolling? Yeah, I'm also rolling. Okay. Uh, should, well, I did this to give us one of us advantage. Now we're just rolling twice, double stealth, so there's double chance to fail. And double the chance to succeed. Um. Okay, Um. am I, am I rolling twice then? One of you roll twice. Okay, well, I've rolled once. Let me roll a second time. All right, yeah. It's probably higher, but... Okay, Um. so my second roll was a natural one, so I'll go with the first one, which is a grand total of 15. Okay. Yeah, you're you're reasonably reasonably sneaky gliding across the water. But I, I think the implication of this is that Rumble Jerry perhaps doesn't help quite that much. No, I think it's Sasha's tooting. Oh, oh no. <laughs> okay, but like, so the higher one was the fifteen. So yeah, Rumble Jerry's gonna like uh, turn to Sasha. Very well. It's very good. This does help us keep rhythm, though. Quiet down when we get to the ports. Oh. Right, yes. Just puts thumb over the, the hole that it's coming out of to muffle it. I guess <laughs> oh it wouldn't make any noise then because that's not how pan works. It's only it's only it's only like half over it, so it's just like 
Okay, so so you're just changing the tone. Yeah. It's just muffling it a little bit. My episode title suggestions proving more and more relevant. I don't know how panpipes work. Sorsha does, (laughs) I do not. No, if you partially cover the hole, you just change the tone. Ah. Yeah, I was gonna gonna say, don't you just, like, change the pitch or something? But yes, you you approach the gate. Rump Jared motions for Sasha to, like, quiet down. Stop with the pan flutes. Please. Puts them away. So, so wait, is the gate... Um, are we aiming to go in via the gate or via the road? What do people actually want to do with regard to that? Well, going in via the gate is the way that all the boats go in. That's true. Yes, but I don't think they'd expect a boat with no crates and four random races in the middle of the night. I, I mean, I mean, A, is the gate open and B, are there people about? Both good questions. Um, um, can I roll perception investigation? It, it'd be perception. Uh-huh. Can I get Thea to fly over and have and try and have a glance in? Yeah. Uh, I I rolled a twenty-two perception. Oh, that's good. Oh wow! There is a human man guarding the gate. Okay. Personally, Rumble Jerry is going to look for a place on the shore where they can land the boat and where it won't be visible from either the road or from the uh, gates things, the, where, the, where the guards wouldn't see it. Uh, I rolled for... Hey, I rolled for Fear's Perception. Um, she got a natural 20 on the second roll for a grand total of 23. Has the human guard spotted us? Doesn't seem to have at this point. Where's he looking? Out to sea or inside or he's he's looking across the lake, but he doesn't seem to be paying a huge amount of attention. Okay. Okay. Can I uh roll to see if I uh if I see any places to land and hide our boats? Mm-hmm. Perception right? Yes. That is an eight. Oh boy. Oh boy. Can, can I help with this? I think that's reasonable for more than one person to be looking, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Rumpeter's going to like, do any of you see a place to land and hide? I am rolling well today. Uh, 21. Woo. You are rolling well. Amazing. Yeah. I have a plus three perception and I got a 19 and an 18 this time. I'm officially switching to my uh, fancy dice now. Uh, Good luck. There is a small jetty a little bit further up from the gate. It look, looks like he should be able to climb the wall at that point. Sosha will point that out and just whisper, if we go over there, that he won't see us. Good plan. Okay, we'll give that a go. I'll bring, I'll, bring, I'll bring Thea around quickly to sort of look at sort of... So there's a small wall that needs climbing. Um, if I swoop sort of up and over that, what's beyond there? Is there anyone, any guards or whatnot we need to look out for beyond there? Um, what's, what's Thea's passive again? Um, so Thea has a plus three to perception, so that's 13. He has advantage though, right? Which makes it 18. But um, is kind of actively looking for threats. So if you want me to roll, I'm happy to roll. Yeah, give me a roll. Uh, 14. Uh, Thea does not see any people. Thea also does not see any animals. No animals? 
Is this like actually sort of in the kind of menagerie bit? It is. It is. Yeah. No animals. That's that's weird. Isn't this a menagerie? That's strange. That is strange. Be on your guard. So, uh, I just imagine like Will was still rowing while his eyes were just white from a familiar yeah. time. So, <laughs> I imagine that we'd stopped for a minute. Yeah. It's hard to stop a boat once going. True. Well, at least stop rowing for a hot sec. Yeah. Yeah. Let us just drift for a second. Yeah. I think it's still worth going in there to look and see what's going on. Yes. I just think we should be very careful when we're in there and prepared to make a run for it, potentially. They must be doing something with the animals because there's so many boxes. Yep. You, you you said there were so many. Yep. Who's to say there were actual animals in those boxes and not other things? In necromancy, why not just bring in corpses from all over the place? Well, this is partly what we're here to find out. Didn't you also say that you heard animal noises? I did hear animal noise, yes. Maybe they're all asleep. Potentially, but I did also didn't see any animals, so... We... We will not find out until we go in. It's no use debating it. Let's just... Yeah. Be careful, everyone. Okay? Uh, are we now at, like, the... On the shore? So, Jesse? You can be if you want to be. We'd like, quite like to be. Yes. I would like to be there. Rumpelgeist is, like, when it approaches shore, going to jump off the boat onto the shore with, like, the rope, and uh, are there any rocks around or trees or whatever? The, there is a mooring ring... A couple of mooring rings uh, set into the wall. Okay, yeah. Just tie it up. Yeah. Tie it loosely just in case we need to be getting out of here in a hurry. Oh, absolutely. But we also don't want the boat to disappear. Yeah. Both, both, both is good. I'm just going to, like, uh, make a knot where you tie on the boat end, it does not come loose, but if you tie on, like, the loose end, it just instantly comes loose or something. There's probably not for that. Yeah. But, like, so if there's a convenient mm-hmm. bit where if you pull it, it's going to come loose immediately. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, tell you what, for funsies, survival roll. Survival? Sure. Uh... See how well you do at this very specific knot. I feel like I learned a knot that does that. I can't remember the name of it, though. That's a nat one, which is a plus one. Uh, that total of two. Oh, boy. I... Yeah. The rope has got wet and it's difficult to use. Oh boy. Can I just try again? Uh, sure. I'll give you one more attempt. Come on, come on. You know, you want to. That's a four. Oh boy. I need a dice jail. <laughs> that wet rope is, is going to get you. I'll just tie a regular knot then. Okay. Anyways, we're tied now. Rumpelgeist is like on a motion for them to get out, but try to sneak a hat and sneak ahead and spot out any guards. Yeah. Um, I'm using fear to sort of have a look around and see if we spot any people as well. So, uh, are people hopping the wall? Yep. Rumpelgeary is. Climb. How high is the wall? Sasha, crave that mineral. How high is the wall? Uh, the wall is about seven foot. Do you want me to give you a boost? Yes, please. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Rumpelgeary will climb to the top of the wall and... If there's no one around to see, just, like, reach out a hand to help uh, how the rest of the way. Thank you. After will boosts. Yeah, it might make stream work. So, yeah, on the other side of the wall, it does, it does indeed look 
completely deserted. Do I see where, um, if the animals came, if the crates came in through the gate, is there a logical place they'd be now? Um, so there's a sort of central, I guess you call it like a midway with the various cages around, and then you can see further away the whole area is enclosed in this wall, and back the way that you rode, there is the gate that was guarded. And there's a couple of buildings more inland, which you uh, will presume is where the road comes in. Yeah. Um, so I can see which, I can see the building that the elf went into, right? Yes. Okay, I suspect there's, if we're looking for documentation sort of things, those buildings over there might be a good place to start information. I'll trust your judgment. And it's a good, good place to start as any. Okay. Time for some uh, quiet sneaking, I guess. Roll for quiet sneaking. Everyone? Here we go. Everyone? I mean, everyone that wants to quiet sneak. Yeah. Duality of dice. <laughs> Even without Ooh, her chainmail, right. how rolled oh, an apple. Uh, that's a nine. That's cocked. That's cocked. Uh, stealth? Stealth, yeah? Mm-hmm. 14. That's a net 20 for a total of 27. Oh, boy. Ronald Jerry is going to say it's, it's the beans. It's the toe it's, beans. It's the beans. Okay. It's the beans bean. With cat-like tread upon <laughs> our prey we steal. <laughs> hey, I already suggested that as the episode title. <laughs> it's true. It's, I don't know that reference. Uh, Gilbert and Sullivan. Pirates of Penzance by Gilbert and Sullivan. It's amazing. I need to watch Pirates of Penzance again. So good. Ah, yes. Words. British stuff, I'm going to assume. Yep. British stuff. Yeah. British stuff. It's an operetta, <laughs> darling. <laughs> it's, Gilbert and Sul- Sullivan are just so good. Yeah, they're amazing. Sorry, Mario. No. no, 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 Mario, leave this in. Let's evangelize about Gilbert and Sullivan. Leave Gilbert and Sullivan in. Yeah, we've got to call out the non-Brit here, I guess. Hello. <laughs> Reminder, I am not British. It's another one for the watch parties. And that's, that sounds like a you problem. Is it really a problem? Okay, fair. <laughs> I'll drop you a link, but don't listen to it immediately. Listen to it after we've done recording, because yes. it's going to be a little loud in places. Oh, of course, of course. Run to raw. A paradox, a paradox. Anyway. Sorry. Any gays. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Several. Yeah, um, <laughs> we're all queer here. I sure hope so. But yes, with varying degrees of success, you... <laughs> I'm going to say with varying Agenda. degrees of queer. With varying degrees of queerness. Uh, yeah. <laughs> with varying yeah. degrees of queerness, you sneak your way across the menagerie. Oh, right, we had the task. If we successfully get near the buildings that were indicated, How's going to pull out her lockpicks from a little pouch around her neck. I guess her um, charms and stuff jangle. She does so. Hence that one. <laughs> mm. uh, you hear and... the Metal Gear guard noise. <laughs> Everybody freezes. Rumble Jerry does not freeze. Rumble Jerry like keeps moving because suddenly freezing can actually be more telling. Like Rumble Jerry just keeps keeps moving with the shadows and whatever. Well, that makes sense for your nat twenty. How rolled a one? So yeah, <laughs> I rolled a nine. So it's gonna be a bit stop start. 
Are you going to give me your roll to unlock this door then? On this squat stone building? If I'm allowed. Yeah. Uh, that would be a 19 plus just dexterity and proficiency. So 21. Nice. Ooh, you unlock the door. Atmospheric. It's got a creak of how opens it. It opens into... It looks kind of like in maybe a break room for people working at the menagerie that clearly hasn't been used in decades. There's dusty furniture and a small, what you think might have once been a coffee station, but is now more of a mold paradise. Oh, lovely. Mm, fun. Are you sure you saw the elf go into here? Um, pretty sure. Um... And a door with a sign on it in Elvish, which reads, employees only. What does that say? Employ something? Um, I'm going to have a quick glance at the floor. Where is there dust or a lack of it? Where's been walked through recently? Between the two doors. Okay, we go through that door. Like there would be enough dust on the floor that you don't you don't need a roll for that. Have they put a locked door behind a locked door or the employee's only door isn't locked. It leads it just leads to a staircase going down. We've had good effort with these before. Yeah. Well, down we go. Down we go. Continuing to be quiet, I guess. The stairs lead to a long stone corridor which looks like it sort of has branches off in various places, roughly corresponding to the positions of the different cages. Uh, so, so this would probably be a good means for sort of transporting animals between cages or from the cages to somewhere else. Yes. Hmm. Hmm. Can I use Divine Sense, please? Yes, you can. Um, I'm not going to... I was having thoughts about working up detect magic, but I've only got it as a ritual, so let's not. Not going to take ten minutes after this point. No. Do- are there still like dusty uh, footprints in the dust? Is there? Is it clear where it was re- where it was recently walked here? This area looks like it's been used quite a lot. Like there's a lot of pathways in the dust. Okay, so this is where they're doing most of their work. Uh, Divine Sense. You do sense some undead creature here. Oh. Oh, boy. Oh. Does it give you which direction? Or just somewhere? Uh, 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 uh. Uh, It does. It gives you the location. Yeah. Uh, So you know that it's about 60 feet to the left. Okay, so I think two things happen differently to what you've seen before when she's used Divine Sense. Uh, first of all, uh, instead of her eyes glowing golden, it's actually black, jet black coming from her eyes instead of a light. It's like darkness beyond the pale dark that we're in already. And then when it actually gets a ping, one of the charms around her neck kind of floats up a little bit oh. and starts pulling her towards the uh, source to the left. Is there an actual corridor leading that way? or There is, yeah. Okay. Hope everyone's ready for... How has no weapons, no armor? It's going to be fine. You didn't bring any weapons? 
How do I fit a longsword in a mini uh, oh, dress? Okay. Like, I'm trying to figure like... out if Sorcerer would have been able to bring his quarterstaff. Walking stick, isn't it? Rumpajar is used to like uh, carrying weapons under her cloaks and like hiding them. She'd have them with her. I've got I've got my quarterstaff with me. Um, I was using that as my spellcasting focus. Uh, I have way too many knives, so... You are made of knives. You have knives literally in your hands. I will say, though, if it's another undead creature, um, attacking with knives and stuff is probably going to be less effective. If you've got more magical means, then... I, I, I do have magic, but... I, you saw what can happen when I use my magic. It's... The thing with the orchids? Yeah. Hey, beans. That probably won't happen again. Not orchids exactly, but when I do magic, weird stuff can happen. I it's it's magic, of course. Where things are going to happen, I can't control my own magic. It's unpredictable, chaotic. I I guess I'll just I guess I can use use spells again. Uncle Jerry, we'll deal with the consequences. It's okay. If you say so. Since Rumple Jerry seems quite scared right now, how is going to cast heroism uh, on Rumple Jerry? What does that do? You become immune to being frightened and gain four temporary hit points at the start of each of your turns. Repeatedly gain hit points, or like I go back up to four temporary hit points. Uh, so temporary hit points don't stack, but at the start of your turn, you would gain four temporary hit points. But more importantly, you can't be frightened. Which which is the roleplay bit. Mm. <laughs> to be fair, being frightened is also a mechanical thing. I, uh, yeah. I, I know, but like, that's the bit that affects roleplay. <laughs> yeah. as, as you cast the spell, you see Rumpel Jerry take like a deep breath. <sighs> I'm, you're right. Everything will be fine. I've survived for 30 years with this. I can survive another night. I'll make sure you do. I was just going to like pat your hip or leg, whatever she can reach, and walk down the left hand corridor. Follow after. Rumble Jerry follows closely behind Hal. Oh, as you head down the corridor, you begin to hear growling, scratching, screeching. There is something in a room down this corridor. Well, that sure isn't a good sign. I'm going to turn and put my finger to my lips in hopefully the universal gesture of quiet. Uh, is there like a door down here or something? Or like a cage entrance? When you get far enough down, there is a door in the in the stone wall of the corridor, yes. Cool. I think Will is just remembering the bit in the necromancy notes that he read, saying that when speech was achieved, they asked to be killed. Well, that sure isn't morbid. Yep. Don't know how to respond to that. This isn't sort of something Will says out loud, that's just something he remembers. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I was debating on whether or not I should say something. How is going to try the door? It's locked. Well, good job I have lockpicks. Um, hang on. Before you do that, um, let me... Let me see what's on the other side, just so that we're prepared. I'm going to dismiss fear and summon her back the other side of the door and look through her eyes with 
the um, knowledge that I might need to summon her back very, very quickly. I want to see what we might be facing first. Oh, what Thea sees is about the size of a grizzly bear with the head of a rhino and three tails which appear to be snakes and it turns and looks at Thea and just swings one enormous claw at her and she vanishes. Oh boy. Do I feel the connect? Do I have time to snap her back or does the connection break too soon? It breaks too soon. Okay. Okay. Um. What happens? Right. So, good news. We know what's on the other side. Bad news. I'm going to need to find 10 gold worth of stuff to resummon fear at some point, but that's not important right now. What is it? Um. An amalgamation of a whole bunch of different things. Um, snake tails, rhino head, got claws, and it's about the size of a grizzly bear. Oh, that's that's not good. No, really not. This is awful. Evil. This is evil magic. The Stendals need to pay for this imbalance, this this freak of nature. Hey, so I have an idea that might save us a bit of damage, potentially. Um, so I have some questions quickly first for the GM. So mm-hmm. did I see how big the room was? Uh, the room was fairly small for the size of the thing in. It was about 10 by 10 feet. Okay. Was the creature taking up the entirety of that space? Not the entirety, but most of it. Okay. What materials is this door made of? Stone. Okay, that's good. Um, is there um, the other walls of the room, what are those made of? Uh, those were also stone, apart from one of the walls had what looked like a metal barred door. Okay, that's fine. Um, okay, so I've got an idea that may save us a bit of... It may save us from being damaged a bit. It's not going to be great for the creature inside there, but hopefully it'll end things a bit quicker. Um, Flaving Sphere doesn't say anything about line of sight. It just says an unoccupied space of your choice within range. And given I know there's space the other side of that door, I could just summon it the other side of that door and move it around somewhat. Um, well, I have a trick like that too. I have, I have the Shatter Spell. Which also just I don't need to see where it goes. Just yeah, is that likely to cause any structural damage to the door? Because uh... if so, that might. And also, that's very loud. That's going to attract more attention, possibly. True. You're right. See any other exits or things in the room, Will? I do. We even need to go in here. So correct me if I'm wrong, Liz. There was the door we're at, and then there's another metal door. Correct. That's right, yes. Jerry turns to Howe and says, even if we don't need to go through there, that creature should not be alive. Oh, it isn't. It Well, it's moving. It's in undead and it should not be. It needs to die. Well, if you, if you give me a minute bouncing a flaming sphere around in there, then that may make it somewhat easier to take it down and end its misery. 
What what say you? I I say yes. Okay. It's it won't be a pleasant end, but it'll be quick enough. And it'll be it'll be perhaps a little easier. Um, and make sure that we're less likely to get hurt. Okay. Right. I'm casting flaming sphere the other side of the door. You need to be able to see where you're casting flaming sphere. Um, it says a five foot diameter sphere of fire appears in an unoccupied space of your choice within range and lasts for the duration. Nothing about line of sight. Okay. God, it's got dark. Yeah. Forty d six fire damage over the next minute. <laughs> yeah, there's the smell of of burning hair and roasting snake and roaring in pain and until there isn't. Oh. Rob Jared looks upset. Like I know she can't be scared, but she looks upset that this creature even exists. That's probably faded by now, by the way, the frightened thing. I think Will looks like he's about to be sick. What's the duration of the frightened uh... It's only for a minute. I just needed you to not be frightened for enough time to realize that you were powerful enough. Does that mean my temp HP is gone? I think it does go at the end of the spell. It's a really bad spell. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Like, in the middle of combat, it's a good spell, because a minute is ten rounds. Yeah. Yeah. But in terms of RP time, that's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, you have you have destroyed this creature. Yeah. Um, I dropped the spell. I pick the lock. Sure. I'm assuming we still want to go in and see if there's any charred evidence or go go through the door or something. Uh, thirteen. I doubt we're gonna find any. That's not enough. Yeah. Rumpelchair like uh, motions to the t- to the lockpick. May I try? I feel like the lock's also very hot at this point. Did the lock melt? It didn't melt, but it got very very hot. Okay. I gesture for Rumpelchair to try if she wishes. I'm just going to walk back up the corridor a little bit and have a little sit down. So that's just uh, dex plus proficiency, right? That's your proficiency in these tools, yeah. I am. That is a nine. Uh, that's even worse. That's definitely not going to do it. Well, darn. Oh, no, you should try it like... Oh, no, never mind. <sighs> There's another idea I have. And I'm going to cast Ray of Frost on the lock and like try to freeze it in place and then just smash it open. Does that work? It does not, because what you've done there is just make some metal cold. Yeah, but, like, stuff gets brittle with... The... What material was the door again? The door is stone. Hmm. Not wood. Hmm. No. Uh... Hmm. Is, there a, is there a limit to how many times you could just try lockpicking? Um, is there? I mean, you don't know. You don't know if there's any, say, guards who might have heard... Oh shit! Yeah. is going to try picking the lock again, I guess. So she's going to start keeping an eye down the corridor. Yeah, I mean, Will's sitting a little further down the corridor, just like sort of processing. I think that's in that twenty. Cool. For a total of twenty-five, you unlock the door as Sorcia does indeed, because you made a very loud noise trying to smash it. Mm. Um, Sorry. <laughs> see a pair, a pair of guards heading down the corridor. Everyone get in the everyone get in, everyone in the room. Um get up. Grabs Will and drags him. Okay, yeah, get up, come in. Uh Robert Jerry, when everyone is inside, tries to slam the door closed. Yeah, you slam the door closed. And you hear the guard's footsteps speed up because you just made a loud noise. Beans! Oh, I thought they already saw us. No. Okay, okay. Hang on, does this have a door open? Can I use my quarter staff to shut the door? Explain. 
like use that doorstop thing. Yeah, that's the words. Like you put it against the door in a way that will stop it. Like putting it under the handle. Yeah. Oh, I get what you mean. Yeah. Sorry, the, yeah. the word doorstop really confused me because that's how you, what you use to keep a door open. Ironically, yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Though I don't think it's. It's not the kind of doorway you could easily do that, and also there isn't anything to like jam it against on the inside of the room. Um, okay, I'm gonna have a look to that other metal door. Um, mm-hmm. How does that open? Is that locked? That is also locked. Yes. Rump Jerry is. Like, leaning against the door, trying to keep it closed, if anyone tries to push it open. I will get to work on the metal lock, then. Or metal door lock. I'm just going to look through the... You said that one of the walls was a metal barred door, or had one in it. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to look through there. That's that's the door that Hal was trying to open. I know, but just, like, actively look to see what's on the other side of it. Um. Yeah, it's just a staircase going up. Oh, okay. Uh, I have an 18 on my lockpick check, if I may. You get the door open as the guards start hammering on the stone door. I'm going to need a strength save from Rumpel Jerry. Strength save. Um, can, I, can I help at all to hold the door closed? Sure. So is that we both roll strength save or is that advantage for me? Advantage. I'll give you advantage. That's a 16 for the first one. And the second 16. Okay. So far, you seem to be able to hold the door shut. Could we Could we use heat to expand the door to keep it shut? Ah, uh, it's stone. Right, no, right, yeah. Something I thought was metal. Ignore me. Okay, um, right. Uh, I really think we should start getting going. But what about them? We need... Can we... Do you have anything uh, to jam the door? Um... Oh, we'll say boy. there is the skeleton of some sort of enormous monstrosity in the middle of the room. Do we have time to study the monstrosity quickly? I absolutely do not want to. I don't want to study. Robert Jerry does not want to study it. Sorcerer is really fucking curious about this thing. I mean, I, I I meant more like if you needed something to put against the door. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, if you want to stop and study it, I'm not going to stop you. Oh, Listen, Sorsha knows that this is a monstrosity and is against all things natural and magical, but this is kind of cool. Question. Like, the stone door. Uh, there's a lock on the... Uh, there's a keyhole on the hallway side. Was there also a key, keyhole in the... Yes. Can Robert J. Motions over to how to like come over with Thieves' Tools and say, lock it, lock it. Why don't we just leave? Um moment we let the door go, they start chasing after us. If we lock it, we buy some time. I don't want to be chased. Or at least jam it, we buy some time. Let's get away. Exactly. The more time we buy, the better. Hal looks exasperatedly at the huge beastie in the middle of the floor, and then starts trying to pick it closed. Gonna open. That's fine, that'll do. Can I double it up with the Ray of Frost to just freeze it solid? Nothing's moving in there anymore? Sure. Jam the mechanism, right. Um, let's go. Yes. May I quickly roll an investigation on the skeleton? Uh, yes, but I think if you're in a hurry, it's gonna be with disadvantage. Okay. 
Rumblejerry is going to like just grab your wrist and drag you along as you like, try to look at it. Disadvantage, you said? Yeah. Uh, that's 15. The, the first one was an 18. Um, I think you can see, as you're being dragged away from it, the bones of the actual body of it do seem... They seem mismatched. They seem of different... Yeah, you're pretty sure they're of different creatures. Hmm. And it, it looks like someone has tried to articulate the skeleton with just some little bits of metal wire. Oh, interest roll! What, you okay? what just happened? It, it, yeah, I was this is Sasha going, how interest is, but then getting in, in, interrupted by being dragged away. Okay, we okay. thought you died. I thought you fell off your chair. Yeah, no, I was just I'm, making sure that wasn't IRL. No, I'm fine. No. <laughs> That was roleplay. I'm fine. I'm fine. So Rob Jr. is dragging you along. Like, come on, we gotta go. I was look. I was looking at it. No time. There's a time for investigating stuff, and it's not now. It was connected with metal. Yeah. Little metal wires between the bones. Yeah, I'm sure that you had to connect it. It's horrific and wrong. It's horrific and wrong, but it's kind of cool. You have to admit that. Rob Jerry is like pulling her up the stairs now. Oh, fine. Uh, the top of the stairs is a somewhat overgrown paddock with, again, metal bars on most of the sides and you can see out into the, the midway of the menagerie and one wall, which appears to be the exterior wall, the lakeside wall. Okay, is there is there another door up here? There is not. There is, however, also, like, there isn't a roof to this. It's just fenced. Are there any guards around? Um, are there any guards around? What you actually see is a couple more guards running into that building. Rob Jerry, like, uh, motion for the others to hush and stay, la- stay da- no, da- low down to the ground. Yeah. Well, we know for sure this is a necromancy site. Now let's get out. Yeah, let's go. Uh, Rob Jerry is going to scale the exterior wall and let down a rope for the others to make it easier. She climbs. Yeah, I'll do do another sort of boost thing to help Hal get over. Rambles awkwardly. You only got little legs. You're doing your best. Try my <laughs> hardest. And <laughs> uh, so we all make it over. Yeah, I think because it's it's not a huge wall, at least for some of you, you you manage to get over it. Okay. Is so. Second question. Is the boat still there? The boat is still there. Rumple Jerry, when they get to the boat, is going to look around, see if the boat has been tempered with. And it didn't give me an investigation? That is... Plus one. That's a three. Seems fine. Rumple Jerry not just gets in. Okay. Or like buzzies with the ropes again. Yeah. Get in, get ready with the oars to be getting going. Yeah, the the boat is in fact fine. Yeah. Get going back. At least Rob Jerry's convinced of that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. So, do we make it back to the town? You do indeed. The boat back where I found it. Probably at like 3am. Oh boy. Rob Jerry turns to like Will and how. Should should we leave a coin, as Sasha suggested? Absolutely not. Absolutely not, no. No evidence. Fair enough. Oh, okay. I guess I guess it's settled then. Social will just slip off one of the um 
rings she wears and just leave it on the boat. Does Rumpelcherry notice this? So she's not hiding it. Fair. I feel bad not leaving anything. It's better if they don't know we did anything to it. It's a ring made of wire. How can they... I feel bad not leaving anything. What if it's damaged? It's not. A tripper across the lake wouldn't damage it. Otherwise, it'd be a very poorly designed boat. I still feel bad borrowing someone's things without asking. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to make that... Sometimes you just have to make amends with it. Fine. So she'll take the ring back. So, do you make it to the, uh, to the tavern? Yeah, you get you get back to the yearning moose. There doesn't seem to be anyone in the in the bar except for a couple of particularly drunk-looking individuals. Rumpelstiltskin ignores them and just goes straight to her room. Yeah. I don't know about you all, but I'm I'm done uh, done for today. Yeah. I just want to get some rest. Can't say I'm going to be getting up particularly early. It's it's been a long evening. Yeah. Was it successful though? I think overall. Let's not dis- let's not discuss it in in the open. This is something better kept private. Grandpa Jerry looks around to see if anything anyone is paying attention to their party. They are not. My room. Drag everyone upstairs to my room. Rumpelchair is going to split off to her own room and just go to bed. Okay. I mean, like, we don't, we don't necessarily need to talk through this tonight. We can talk through especially if Isabella's asleep. Yeah. Besides, we've got an important day tomorrow. Yep. Need all the energy we can get. I, get, I guess Will's just going to bed then. Unless, so, Sorcerer or How have conversations they want to have before sleep. Uh, I don't think How's up for any conversations, uh, unless someone particularly wants one. Georgia, probably not really. Um, she's instead going to pull out her purse, and Will, you would notice probably that she puts it under her pillow uh, before she sleeps. One thing I think Will does before he sleeps, he's not a particularly religious He's not a particularly religious half-orc, but I think tonight before he sleeps, he says the prayer to Atta, the shepherd of the dead, into the next world. Because, yeah. Tales of Morterra is created and DM'd by Liz Blake and edited by Mario Panaghetti. The theme music is by Nick Blake. Check out our Tumblr at morterra.tumblr.com for more information on the world of Morterra and to join our Discord community. We're also on Twitter, at MorterraCast. If you'd like to help support the show, you can back us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Morterra. So thank you for playing. That was that was a bit of a heavy one. <laughs> thank yeah. you for DMing. Thanks for DMing. Thanks for DMing. Thank you. Yeah, the gang does more war crimes. <laughs> They're not yeah. war crimes. They don't even have Geneva. Exactly. Who has set out what are and what isn't isn't a war crime, anyways? Though that is an interesting question for lore world building. Something to think about, maybe. Also, it wasn't against someone you were at war with. Eh, details. Mean. I mean. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Not officially. It's it's more of a vendetta than a war. Is it even a war if they don't know we're the ones doing it? It's a debate. 
Actually, I feel like war has to be declared at a certain point. If we stay around for that long, and if we haven't eradicated them by then. And that's probably going to end up being the stinger. Hydrate or dihydrate, y'all. Yeah. Keep that in, Mario. No context. Hydro died. <laughs>